Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. This is day number seven, one week in of the 12 Days of Podcast. You know, it's our third annual time going right up till Christmas. 12 days, 12 brand new episodes. Let's go through it, Jeff. All right. So we had Guapdad 4000. Then we had Kodak Black, Denzel Curry, Two Jews, Two Black Dudes, Review the Movies, and we watched Airplane. Right. Then Amina 2, then Kazim Famuide, and then tonight. Tonight. Just now. Yes. We just had the dream over. The American dream. Wow. I can't believe he was in our apartment. The dream. Yeah. The dream is up here promoting his new... I don't know if it's a project, if it's a mixtape, if it's an album. It's just a lot of music together. He calls it an exhibit. It's an exhibit. It's high art. It is. And it's called Sex Tape. Sex Tape Volume 1, 2, and 3. And it's going to be available tonight or tomorrow whenever whenever you get to it. It's, yeah, forever. It's, it's going to be out there forever, streaming wherever you stream it. The Dream Sex, sex tape. tape. So go check that out. And today, I mean, we talked about... A million great things. We talked about Jay. We talked about Beyonce. We talked about Rihanna. We talked about Mariah. We talked about Britney. Britney. We talked about Jay Holiday. We talked about the King of R and B. Yeah, we, there's there's so much in here. It's a great, great, funny conversation with the Dream. Shout out to everybody who helped make this happen. Al Brandt, Shiv, Stephen Victor, everybody, everybody who put in work to make this happen, and especially us. Yeah, because we almost made this happen in Atlanta. We almost made this happen up here, and we finally made it happen up here. So enjoy. And Jeff, people wonder why we would do this, why we would do this to ourselves, why we would do this to your phone and your data service, as our friend Matt Miggs would say. Why do we do it, Jeff? Well, because there are not enough podcasts out there. That's right. I think that's the general response. I think so. And so why not just flood the market with 12 more new episodes? <laughs> but really, it's because you guys have been fucking with us all year, and so we want to hold you down during the holiday season when you are going on these long-ass trips, you know, whether you're in a car for a million hours or you're waiting for the, the plane to show up at the airport. You know what? I want to shout out all the people who just listen because they listen because we've gotten so many notes from people who have gotten gems from Amina's episode, from Kaz's episode, really from all the episodes, but specifically stories that maybe they wouldn't have heard at any other point during this year. We do it because you guys listen. And so if you guys can just do us one favor, which is... If you can go on iTunes, give us a review, SoundCloud, leave us a comment, or just tell a friend. Go on Twitter, go on Instagram, comment. Just let us know that you guys are out there and you guys are listening because we really appreciate hearing from you guys. And uh, that's all we need. And you guys may not have known it, but you need this episode. It's the real and the dream. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Go Half on a Baby, a.k.a. King Solomon. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Sloppy Toppy, a.k.a. Scatterbrain. Yo, what's up? This is the American Dream, and this is Go Whole on a Baby. <laughs> yes, yeah, your third favorite podcast to waste time with. It's the real. We banging on the table. <laughs> dream, what's happening? Yo, man, this feels good being up here. Yo, first of all. Not because you guys are great, but because it's cold as oh. shit outside. <laughs> You're still not used to that? Like, all the traveling that you do, it's like any city you go to, you're not prepared for it? I think it just depends on the year that I'm having. Okay. Like it just depends. I had too much sun this year. It's too much Bahamas and too much baby-making type of music <laughs> going on. So then I... Is there too much? No, it's not. Yet. not. Yeah. <laughs> ne it's never, never that. I think that's actually what's wrong with the world. Go on. I think we just need a lot more. Just stay in. Yeah. I think they should just require a month off, like right after Black History Month, March. Just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't come in. 
We're good. March, we don't need you. Just don't come into spring. Yeah, put something on the doorknob, yeah. you know, all that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll help the, the, the climate out, mm-hmm. you know, clean it out and get it all right. Just saying, March seems like it's the month. That's how you suck the uh, carbon dioxide out of the air. Yeah. Exactly there you right. Go. Yeah. Just saying. Well, congratulations on your new project. Thank you, man. It's uh, my exhibit. Okay. I'm calling it an art exhibit. That's what I want to do. Why? That's how I'm feeling right now. Just because? Just just because. Like, I think when, when we say projects, then everybody gets to align projects alongside each other. And then you say albums, and it's like, what is an album? Singles, what is a single? This is an exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exhibit A, B, and C. Please <laughs> come see my art. So it is three different parts of the, of the, of the exhibit. Yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. And it's 38 total tracks? 38 it's actually 40 tracks as it registers. There's a couple of songs that have songs inside them that aren't coming up as like two songs. That's It'll dope. just be like one record going into another one. So it shows it's 40. Like it's like maybe I think three interludes. So um, what stopped you from going to like 41 songs? Oh, nothing. I didn't even know how <laughs> many was on there. I was just like, all right, cool. This is three bodies of work. And... This is the entire exhibit. Like, let's go. So if it's 40 songs, does that mean it's grown and sexy? <laughs> oh, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Hard bottoms only. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm like, I'm, I told everybody, I'm liberating adults. Mm. Like, we're just going to take some. Finally. We, we need to take, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. adults now have become the new kid. Like, now the kids run everything. They tell you what to do. I yeah. to pick them up from school. All kind of <laughs> shit that you're like, what? It's like, you better be here at three, mom. <laughs> You too, Dad. He's like, really? Well, I got a video to shoot. You ain't shooting no fucking video. <laughs> like, okay, well, I guess I'll come pick you up from school. Like, yeah, you better. <laughs> I'm trying to... You, you remember, and I don't know about you guys, when I was a kid, the greatest thing about living was I can't wait till I'm an adult so I can buy all the shit I want, go to sleep whenever the fuck I get ready. <laughs> like... I want to do all the great shit, buy all the shoes, the Jordans I could possibly buy, eat all the candy, all the dessert, sweet potato pie, anything I want to do, I want to work my ass off to get to a point where I get the liberty to do that. And lo and fucking behold, I got there and it's like, oh yeah, you can't do none of that shit. Like, what? (laughs) No, 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 we taking it back. So I'm liberating adults. It's all sexy. I remember like the playboy channel being an option and not an option as a kid yep. like, it's there but you better not look at it <laughs> and so one of the things that started this whole thing off was i forgot as an adult how successful i had been and that i could just go order whatever the fuck i wanted to order oh it's my direct tv <laughs> i fucking paid for it yeah but now you can get everything for free but that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, you forget the there, whole there thing. There are a ton was, of kids on like who are listening to this now and being like, "What is a Playboy channel? What is a Playboy?" And, that, and that's my yeah. Well, that, <laughs> for them, they're like, "Yeah, cool. I'm just Google it." They don't understand what it means. It's a nostalgia to mm. the idea of I get to do this. It's like setting a goal. Mm-hmm. They just get it. They yeah. don't. They didn't get it because they work for it. Right. Like, it's just there, which actually makes them lazy as fuck. And then they come out and they wonder why they can't accomplish anything other than that. Damn. For me, mm-hmm. it's reaching a goal to say, hey, yeah, you're now you're at that place and you have been actually for a while where mm-hmm. you can do what the fuck you want to do. This particular thing, being big for me and not for those kids who can't really understand or quantify what's going to happen when I say, I'm going to liberate myself by ordering this and can nobody else in the house watch this shit for <laughs> me? 
I'm the only person. <laughs> Don't watch this shit. I'm going to put codes on your TV <laughs> and your internet and everything you do locking this shit down. By the way, shout out to Pornhub Records. They, yeah. uh, Definitely Pornhub Records. I'm down with all that. They're just proud let, sponsors of our podcast. Just letting you know me and Pornhub been down since day one. Mm. So it was just, to, to be honest, guys, it was just the liberation of, of being an adult and saying, yo, you feel like being sexy, be sexy. Feel like being cool, be cool. Like, do the shit you work for. Don't fucking go and break your fucking neck to do everything and then you're worried about what somebody fucking thinks after you worked your ass off to get there. Like, yeah. That's the dumbest shit ever. Well, who who has said no to you music-wise before? Music-wise, nobody. Nobody? No, yeah, nobody said no, <laughs> yeah, no to me music-wise. Well, what was the, what was the thing with, with Def Jam? Why did you end up putting out 1977 as Terrius Nash instead of The Dream? And that's why you don't say no to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Shit came out anyway. <laughs> like, this project is going to be another one. It's like, all right, cool. Anybody wants to just want to come and something? You know, um, the Jedi father in, in L.A. Reed was like, oh, yo, I go, I go, I go in with you. Like, what, what you doing? You yeah. Know? And we were able to use, you know, marketing and stuff. And his, his great team over there, um, Kyrgyz included, Jaha, like all of those guys that I've known for so long already. And just to help me as an independent out with the other shit. And so I, of course, appreciate that the independent part, though, started from the beginning and I wasn't really I kind of set it up so you couldn't tell me no, because it was just, OK, cool. We're going to do Umbrella. And that's the first thing people think they know about me. Like, right. That right. was kind of like the coming out. But I had done things before that. Um, but that was the control part of it. Like, oh, cool. Now we're controlling shit when it drops, how it drops. And all that's left to do is become an artist. So mm. it was like, OK, cool. I hit my guy Los. We had did this record called Bed um, on Jay Holiday at the time. Heard of it, yeah. The like, king of R&B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, number three, I think. I know, yeah. And so after, we did, after I did that record, I said, hey, I could do this. This is easy. Like, this is what it's missing? Oh, man. And it didn't It didn't dawn on me that how I grew up with Jodeci, R. Kelly, Little Bobby in the in the eighties, like all of that shit was so in me that I talked a different type of way when it came to R and B. It wasn't this sappy ass, like it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was, it was ratchet and sweet, and just meaningful shit that I had to say. So when I started saying it in that way, the shit just took off. And then of course all the kids got it, and now you know we have what we have now. Um, which is why I think this is a great time, you know, to even just, oh, cool, I'm going to pop up and do a couple yeah. here and there and, and make sure I don't leave it for so many years as I've done, well, you know, trying to perfect something. Straight up, well, two things, I guess. Number one, do you consider yourself to be the godfather of the A and the Ya and all those ad libs that people put in? I don't know. Um, godfather sounds so old. <laughs> yeah, this is Tony. I'm the godfather. <laughs> Can nobody say eh <laughs> like me? But I've smoked too many cigars <laughs> for you to tell. But I used to be the Godfather. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's any Godfathers or any. Like I, I just think it's. I'm like a music box. You know, it's just like it's in there. It's going on all day. And like I told somebody, it was like, "Yo, King R and B," and all these like things are flying around. I'm like. 
And it has nothing to do with whether I would want to be the king of R&B or not or, or any indifferent. I believe I would be selling myself short to just be that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, Dream's the king of R&B. Well, how do you explain all the other shit that I do? Like, sure. Well, I, I would also say this. I would say, like, another big topic these days, like, beat maker versus producer. Mm-hmm. You're a producer. Right. You're a guy who does everything in the studio and can also take an artist and use them as an instrument and make them better, right? Bingo. And the same with yourself. Yes. So can we call you a top five producer? Wow. I don't know if I'm top five. Depends on who you're including and when. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It all has like a, a a timeline because I'm sure I'm like, that's like when they did the 50 greatest players. Right. At the time. Right. LeBron wasn't in it. <laughs> but you don't bump anybody out the 50 greatest player to move. <laughs> like it's like now it's at 100. Like. <laughs> You know, it just keeps going up, which is how they should look at this whole shit and say, okay, cool. Like, you got Quincy, you got, like, it's like, so these people still exist in their music, and that's what's great about it. What they did creatively still exists. It's still going to exist forever. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not going anywhere. Like, it's like, who's the greatest artist of all time? Da Vinci? Is it Basquiat? (laughs) It was like, you're just adding to a list of people that's great. Sure. So just put me on the fucking list. Like, it's not, it's either great. Oh, it's not. Right. What about top five wide-brimmed hat wearers in R&B? Mm. Mm. I could be that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to yeah. take that? Yeah. yeah. Gonna take top that three? One. Yeah. Top three, maybe? Top three. I don't know. No, yeah. I think a Neo gets it. Oh, well, <laughs> just... No, mine was like <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who would wider brim hats, you or Future? Oh. <laughs> he makes it look good. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go with myself, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go with well, <laughs> let's go all the way back to the beginning. You're—I know you weren't born in Atlanta, but really, Atlanta's your home, right? Right. So born in Rockingham, North Carolina, and only lived there for like two years. Two years. Yeah. So when you get down to Atlanta, that's where you're born. I mean, that's where you're really like—you know—you grow into a yeah, yeah into a real person. Yeah, I could say that. All right. How big a family did you have? It wasn't that how big it? I guess was my house. It was my mom, my grandfather, me, and give or take about six years, my little sister. Um, my grandfather remarried, so then she had a daughter herself. And it was just a combination of that household. Of course, aunts and my gr- grandfather had five brothers at the time, so his children. It was just a lot of gnashes <laughs> in the city yeah. of Atlanta. So it was big, but it was small because my grandfather – didn't have any sons so he only had me and so when everybody went home i was the one with the guy yeah and in my in my family like they, my grandfather's nickname was honey hmm. and he was the guy mm-hmm. like he was the you go see him you have any problems like you need some money for something he go curse you out and actually what happened to your <laughs> money but he gonna usually he'll give it to you he was the center of how all of it worked for his brothers and everything and so it was big and then it was small. Like, I guess it would get, you, you're reminded how big it is, like, when it's 4th of July. Mm. And then when it's not anymore, he's like, okay, cool. You, <laughs> your grandfather, your mom's at work every day. You know, mm-hmm. my grandfather worked early in the morning. Um, he was a cement mason, so he'd get up at, like, 6 a.m. and go and do his shit. And he'd be there waiting on you when he got home and shit. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> you did some fuck shit today or what? You did, did good? Did good or bad? Want to ask whipping? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> so... Dealing with this strong guy, you know, that own shit. And that was a big thing, like, owning shit. Like, yo, we got a boat. I'm in the hood. There's a fucking boat in the backyard. Like, damn, something's odd here. Everybody doesn't have a fucking boat. But cool. Every car's paid for. House paid for. 
And those things were big. Like the the lessons and the light from him in those moments were the bigger parts. Not just a bunch of people. Like just, because, oh, cool, this is family. It's a bunch of people. Just me, him, on those Friday nights when all the Masons got together, they playing P-Knuckle at the house, and I'm the guy like, put these peanuts in the thing and roast them. Yeah. And you're sitting there, you better not burn them. <laughs> <laughs> make sure you pull them out. Make sure you pull them out on time. And so my family was were those like real men type of moments that were happening. And well, I don't think people look at life that way. Well, what did your grandfather teach you about being a man? Just the responsibility, first of all, just just period of what you make. You make a mess, clean it up. Like this is you go you're gonna fuck up. It's life. Like it's gonna fuck up. So you clean your shit up. Also, earn your keep. I remember the first conversation we had about church and I was like, Oh, I don't wanna go to church <laughs> again ever. He's like, Yo, you get a job, you get to say when you wanna go to church and when you don't. And as soon as I got one, I stopped going. I ain't been to church since. Well, what, what was, was your, your job? first job? Yeah. I was 15, and I had a job. Uh, well, 15, I had a job as a busboy with my mom. At 13, I had the summer job. So this is my first job. He meant real job. My first job, though, was a summer job at a children's daycare center. And that was in the summer when I was 13. How young had were the job kids? Program. It was like three, mm. two or three. Yeah, adorable. Like, yeah. amazing. Um, and... From then on, my next jobs were dad and then I worked for my mom. Um, and she worked at this place called Ryan Steakhouse as a waitress. And my next job after that, and she passed when I was 15, actually, mm -hmm. in that same same year while she was working for them. And when I was 16, my first job was, and I got a car. It was um, for Checkers, and it was on 10th and Spring in Atlanta. And so we opened this new Checkers burger place, and I was like, yeah, I was kind of ecstatic. I was like, oh, yeah. What'd you do there? Flip burgers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I want to go back to your mom. She, your mom had ovarian cancer, passed right. away. Mm -hmm. um, what, did, what was your reaction when you found out that she had cancer? Well, I didn't know what it was. You know, at that time, the internet didn't exist. One, not like that. Not for us, anyway. Um, but I knew it was something, but ovaries ovarian like it's just not something like you're saying to your son at that particular time and it could have been maybe my mom wasn't ready to say you know what it was or 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 anything but because it took me about four years after that to find out exactly specifically what kind of cancer she had mm -hmm. i knew she had cancer i just didn't know where what part you know like i knew it was i knew it was in the area but i didn't really understand how it all worked or what it you know and at that time shit i think the doctors were still trying to figure out like how shit worked that was 1992 so they're like yo like you know shit like that now they catch a lot faster yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. people come back and it's like oh shit's healed then you know this is like test rats <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. uh yeah that shit didn't work next you know and she went through chemo and went through the whole thing and um and so it was it was definitely of course the most defining point in my life like not cancer itself just a human being being gone yeah you know like that particular person like oh, okay did did religion help you in that moment or did absolutely. you rebel against it absolutely not because yeah. she was taken from you yeah not because she was taken from me i had already made up my assumptions about okay well i have this idea it is of course matured over the years it's like hmm 
I think that people either are good or fucking bad, regardless of what religion area. Like, it's not going to really decide whether somebody's good or bad or not. It's like, there's a good person over there that's doing good shit and they don't go to church. And there's a bad person that does go to church and vice versa. And my questions came so early. Um, and credit to my grandfather who didn't even like, he didn't blink at the questions or anything. He was just, even though he, was, he had been a deacon before in church, heavily in church, his grandfather started a church in the country where they grew up at. He was never down my throat about, it's going to be this way. This how he's like, man, yo, fine, yo, do your thing. Like, whatever makes sense to you, but just don't take from somebody. Don't fuck with somebody. Like, just do your shit. And so for me, the questions were already questions. That didn't help the question because in my head, I'm like, dude, this is one of the sweetest people we know. Like, I'm looking around like this could have should have happened to all the shit they say evil shit happens to. Like, why is it happening to this particular person? And then I think that helped me mature into a space where I understood that life withstanding without religion is life like and it's gentle and it's just it's it the the it's it's really easy to fault and blame things happening or not happening through religion versus us taking responsibility and saying like no it's us like we're fucking up like some shit goes wrong we did it and if it goes right you probably did it case in point friend of mine is dealing with the Santa Claus thing right now. And he's like, yo, I got my kid. I don't know how to tell him, you know, Santa Claus ain't really real. You know, it's like, and so I'm so over the fairy tales <laughs> at this point in my life. And I'm like, yeah, but you kind of got to do it, but not really. I love a great Christmas tree. So I can't even lie. I'm like, yeah, the idea of opening shit, boxes open. Like that's the thing you grow up with that. Like it's, it's there. Um, I don't, I'm not, I don't believe in ridding somebody of a certain happiness. It doesn't take away from anybody else. There's an, you know, but then there's the reality of what the fuck is really going on. And so what I didn't want to happen while I believed in the spirit of Christmas growing up, I knew exactly what my grandfather did. Like I knew what, how the lights were on. I knew it wasn't like some, what it, about the tooth fairy? though? Mm. There was a while, I'm sure I believed in the Tooth Fairy, but then there was a time where Tooth Fairy didn't come, and it was like, oh, Tooth Fairy doesn't exist. It's your fucking parents, and they worked late that night and didn't know you put the teeth under there. Do, do, if you want to believe in the Tooth Fairy, do not forget to mention it to your parents that you got a tooth that came out. Like I'm like, oh, the Tooth Fairy's just going to show up. I'm going to put the shit under my pillow. Nobody's going to know about it. And I'm going to go back to sleep. And when I wake up, it's going to be $20 there. And I woke up and my raggedy ass teeth were still there. And I was like, what the fuck? Where's my 20 bucks? I asked my grandfather. He's like, I'll put it under there again to see what happens. So, so, so I'm like, oh, it's you. Okay, I got. I see what's going on. So I'm telling my friend about Santa Claus. He's like, how do you do it? I was like, yeah, do it in small doses and shit. I was like, Certain shit Santa gets, certain shit you get. You keep on weaning them off until you get all the shit. I was like, the reason for that being, <laughs> your kids can be really disrespectful if they feel like you're not doing shit. <laughs> like, that's kind of what the problem is. It's like, uh, you know, I kind of, your bike, your iPhone X. Yeah. <laughs> Santa didn't do that shit. Right, right. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to admit it to you. 
Santa didn't do it. It's it's okay. I did. Right. I went on Amazon. I got all this stuff for Not you. Not only yeah. that, I went to fucking work. <laughs> I bust my ass and I gave you some of my money. Last time I checked, you ain't earning shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you just in this motherfucker. I'm feeding you and shit. Like I'm hoping you become somebody. I don't know why, but you here and I bought you some shit. Merry Christmas. <laughs> And I'm trying to tell him how to wean him off, like if that's where he wants to go in that route of the the what I call the fairy tales of you know growing up, because there has to be a certain reality base to people doing good things and bad things. Like it's like easy to say. One of the things I deal with now is if if something bad happens, or if I'm acting in some type of way that I'm not human today, or I'm not a saint today, or it's like. Oh, this is a real asshole today. Dreams is just a real asshole. Yeah, cool. I ain't sleep till fucking seven o'clock. I'm on a fucking keto diet. That'll probably do it. <laughs> and I just don't fucking feel like being about. Okay, leave me the fuck alone. I'm gonna have these moments. Leave me the fuck alone. You're like, damn, he's must got the devil in here. I don't know what the fuck wrong with him. Like, it ain't the devil. It's the keto diet. What That's is the what keto diet? Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all bad shit. No carbs, no sugar. Yeah, it's all makes bad. you angry. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. How long have you been on angry. it? <laughs> Are you okay? Like no, I'm not. So it's all the keto diet yeah. right now. I'm giving it to you. This is why I don't like Santa Claus. I thought this was Terry Nash, you wanna, yeah. You want to get your kid not to like Santa Claus? Put him on the keto diet. <laughs> so, but no, like, literally, um, my idea about Santa Claus and, and everything, and when it comes to something that you done or you didn't do, like, you know, just take credit for the shit that you did. Don't show up and you, your uncle's like, yo, I need $5,000. Yeah. like, Cool, let me get it. <laughs> I work real hard. I'm, your backstory shouldn't be told, but you tell it to yourself. I work real hard to go in this pocket to be able to just pull out five grand for you. I'm going to give it to you. Cool. And then they hit you with the, Jesus is the reason why I got this money. And you're mm, like, yeah. you're like mm. <laughs> you mean I have nothing to do with it? Like, nope, no. nope, yeah. not you. Yeah. You blessed. Like, you touched and God made sure that you got this $5,000 to me. I'm like, no, I'm kind of pretty sure that I could have been okay with not giving you this $5,000 and it wouldn't have got struck down <laughs> by lightning. I'm quite sure what happened. And it's like giving this credit, and I think for so long, when you don't give yourself credit, which I couldn't understand in any religion, if you don't give yourself credit, how do you build on top of that for being a good person? Right. If you don't have none of the credit for doing the good shit. Like, it's like, oh, cool, you did some great shit this week. And by the way, it wasn't you, though. No, it was all fate. But you killed three people. That was definitely you. It wasn't me. killed three people. I know you did it. By the way, Styles uh, from The Locks continually says that I look like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all hear me beating on the table. S-O-S, but cereal means that it's right. more than one person. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, you don't look like a serial yeah. killer to me. Who was the first person that you really messed with uh, musically down in Atlanta? Wow, first person that I messed with musically. Wow, I was in the singing group. So what was your group's yeah. name? Perfect Harmony. Okay. Which yeah. is that Humble. accurate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, based on my harmonies. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Um, How many nobody people, had the perfect lead? Five people. Five, five people in the group. People. Yeah. All really, right. Really dope group. That's dope. Yeah, it's really dope. Group. All original stuff. All original stuff. We were we went to high school together, of course, and um, it's a really fun time because they more so them than me at that time was like, yo, 
we can make it big time. And I was just like, cool, I'm getting the group. This shit sounds good. I just want the shit to sound good. And I've been in music forever, but yeah. never having the idea like, hey, get in the group. Let's make some money and make a living off of it. And then, of course, I was the one that got so into it like yeah you right over, <laughs> over the years and then they put me out the group they said oh, oh. yeah you want to practice too much you, you you can't be in the group anymore sounds crazy you want you practice too much yes okay gotcha. too much. i was yeah. too like and i probably was, I was oh. probably, like, over the top like you said it, let's it, run it back one yeah. two three <laughs> it's not me it's jesus right yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. not me jesus told me <laughs> if you guys get together where would you guys like perform um, just talent shows and stuff throughout the city. Yeah. And Atlanta was real big for that at that time, especially because the nineties, you know, crisscross TLC, like people yeah. was finding people and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna somebody's gonna see us. Well, did you ever run into J D or anything? No, not early on. Um did run into Dallas Austin okay. at that time, who That's was cool. like king. Yeah. Definitely. Did he want um, to see you or did you just like run up on him? It was There's five of you, so it's, it's five you know of us, yeah. <laughs> It was more so, and I seen him in a, in a space where I was, whatever that date was when I first seen him, I was by myself. Um, and if you know how Atlanta works, everybody kind of knows each other or knows somebody's auntie or sister. Of, so everybody knows what everybody's doing, period. So it's not as, it was never as industry. Like that was the part that was catching up to Atlanta. Everything else was kind of like Bible Belt, church singing, like Everybody knew that everybody could sing. We just never knew to make a business out of it until it was Dallas Austin and JD. Mm -hmm. Like, until the Ferrari started coming out, <laughs> we didn't have any idea. It was like, hold well, up, hold up. You got, you guys got Ferraris and shit from doing what? <laughs> Tell me, again, what, what did you do? Oh, yeah, we did this music right here, and then we um, we sang this bit, and then I wrote this bit, and um, yeah, we're millionaires. Oh, shit! <laughs> That's when I really started, like, oh, shit, a lot of fucking money, like, this is great for some shit that I love to do. I would I was gonna do it anyway. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, well, guys, let's go. They're like, no, you're going too much. Well, so what's the next step? You you get kicked out of the group. Got kicked out of the group. Um, just kept writing throughout the city. Like everybody was doing something. Uh, a producer, B Rock, at that time was doing a lot of beats, and L.A. Reid knew him, and a lot of my stuff at that time, coincidentally. Um, he knew, um, I forget the guy's name at Slip and Slide. I can't think of his name right now, but B-Rock was sending stuff down to him. So he heard my voice early. Like this is like early Ted 2000s. Lucas? I think it was. Yep, yeah, it was yeah, Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sending stuff down to Ted and he heard it. And it wasn't about hear a dream. It was more so about B-Rock because he knew him in his relationship. Like here's a hook for whoever, Trina, whoever was down there at the time. At yeah. the same time, Rick Ross was down there cooking. We had no idea. Yeah. And so now full circle is crazy because those were things happening that you didn't know like, Oh, that was the little kid that was sending me records and shit. This is crazy. And that's how Atlanta works. So you're you're working as as a writer at that point. Mm -hmm. Was there any part of you that was like, yo, I'm more than a writer. Yeah, I can I can even sing better than maybe the people that I'm sending this to. No, I I didn't ever have like a like a, a idea about having or needing to be uh, a artist especially like by myself I think because the singing group happened in school there is a bunch of things called reality <laughs> that I mean that are reality based that have something to do with real life when you're like alright cool bills need to be paid and what that means is people pay for hooks mm -hmm. people pay for certain shit and I had my regular job going but it was just more so let me get my bills paid on the side. And how do I add rims to my car? How do I get the extra sprinkle sprinkle on, <laughs> on my life so I don't go crazy? Um, 
And so that's what I was doing just through, throughout the city. And it was it was a bunch of artists that names I've forgotten now. Like, just artists that could have been dope. Most of the time, the business just wasn't what the business was, you know, for them in that yeah. time. And so that, that's what happened, unfortunately, for a lot of those early Atlanta artists. You know, the greats like Raheem, who I was actually signed to um, in 98. Mm. The whole group was. And Kilo, who who actually that whole singing rapping thing like was invented you know by this guy that nobody knows which i'm like you guys don't know who kilo ali is oh yeah 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 yeah. so that was the guy well at the time um did you think that you could make it out of the city or were you just comfortable oh i was gonna make it out of the city one way or another never comfortable like comfortable is just like a word i don't even like that word i don't like comfortable and hope Mm. Mm -mm. because those are two things i can't do nothing about and can't do nothing from the idea of being comfortable. Like it's like, oh, I'm comfortable. This is great. I got a car. Like, no, I need eight. Do you believe in luck? I do believe in luck. I think you work your ass off so much that sometimes shit just happens for you that just falls in the dynamic of that, and you're able to springboard onto other things that you're able to work hard for. Luck doesn't luck doesn't hold its tongue though to just anybody. Like I feel like you cannot do shit, get lucky, and find fucking a hundred dollars outside. But because you got lucky and you wasn't doing shit, you're never going to make $100 again. Yeah. I think that's like life. Like it's like, or you could do eight things that were great. Get lucky, find $100 and you got a million dollars. Like it's like, cool. I was prepared for this moment. Luck strikes. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> Empire versus somebody get $100, buy some Jordans and then they shit's over with. But they was balling for that week and taxis. Um, what was your first placement? Um, B2K, everything. And that was a placement with uh, Laney Stewart at that time. And, yeah, he's on this, this new album, actually. Whoa. Yeah. So what's the difference? If you look back now, Dream Today mm-hmm. and Dream Then, do you find any things that you just knew instinctually that now you do again? Or you look at that and you're just like, oh, I would never create a song like that B2K I think, song. I think instinct. The instincts come from me playing trumpet early on in, in, in elementary school. So everything is that that way. Like when you talk about the eh, done, like it's all like trumpet. Like it all comes from that space. The same space I believe Quincy stuff comes from. Mm. Like it all in somewhat way comes back to, okay, cool. Why, do you do, why doesn't he riff much? It's like because the trumpet doesn't riff much. Like it just, it's, it's fine tuned. It stays exactly where it is. It's like right there. And I think that's the part of my music that always shows itself mm-hmm. in the end. It's like, oh, well you can, there's a trumpet in whatever it is that he says, whether it be something melodic rap wise or something melodic, you know, in a, in a singing type way. Yeah. So who takes notice of that, of that B2K song? Um, what do you mean? Like who, who takes notice and is like, yo, I want to, I want to get you in and I want to have you work with someone else. Oh, that was just built off the back of Laney Stewart had a long history of like working with a lot of artists. Um, and, he, you know, everybody could check his catalog. He's, he had been in the game for forever. So people were calling him the same way they're calling me now. Like, yo, want to get in? He's like, oh, cool. I got a new writer. want to show him off. Twinkle, 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 twinkle. <laughs> and that song, what it showed me also about myself is that I was able to become the people that I was writing for. And writing for them at the time of what I thought they were going through. Hmm. And so when you listen to the song, everything, and um, some of the lyrics are like, um, 
told my homies I miss you so I know I'm on the road I'm on a tour I don't know how long it will be but I'm missing you wanting you and it's like I'm like this has to be B2K's life because this is after the first album this is on the second album Pandemonium and this is what they have to be going through at mm. this particular well they were moment. going through a lot of things yeah, yeah. B2K was going through like so much oh yeah I'm sure <laughs> yeah. but in my head yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but the, I feel like the first uh, placement I know you from mm-hmm is Womp Womp What It Do with the clips. Womp Womp. Which one is that one? Womp Womp What It Do. What It Do. Womp, you don't sing on it, but you might have gotten a writing credit. Ah, oh, yeah, I did get a writing credit. <laughs> so, like, how does that even, like, come to... It's nice that you forgot. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> I did, man. You know how many fucking songs I got? <laughs> I know. He went, wait, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I did, dude. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, somebody samples of it. Oh, got it. So wait, so did was that like what did you have that you brought to them? Nothing. That's the point. <laughs> that was like extra free money. Like I was like, hey, you own this thing. That's probably why I didn't remember it. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I do get paid for that. This. <laughs> and that was a sample from another record. I don't even forgot which record it was from. Like it was something that was done. It was like, oh cool, let me get So what wait, what are some other records like yeah. that? That like you just don't remember? A lot of them. I guess it's like a really bad question, by the way. What what songs don't you remember? And then you just sit there in silence. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. How does... Great how, interview. How does... <laughs> thank you. How does Def Jam get in touch with you in the first place? No, that was because Umbrella was written. So Karen Kwok, like, of course, yep. knew Laney, Tricky, Stewart, all yep. of them guys. And they had not been in business together for a while, L.A. and Tricky, at that particular time, even though L.A. gave Tricky a start. Mm-hmm. And there was this record written. Everybody knew about it. Jazzy Faye calls Karen Kwok, says, yo, <laughs> there's a record. It's a record. <laughs> and she whoop, whoop, flew down. like, And y'all don't, you guys don't know Karen Kwok, but when she hears it and she knows it is what it is, she's on it. Hawkeyes. She didn't leave. She was like, this is our record. We need this. And LA immediately was like, oh, this is for Rihanna. Well, how did Jazzy hear it? Jazzy was, we were all working in the same studio. Okay. So in Atlanta, like, we all shared a studio. Which one? Um, Red Zone. Mm-hmm. So we all had the same studio, working in our different rooms, and Trick, me, Jazzy at the time, Los was there at the time. Um, so we're all working, and it's just happening. Once you get that much energy in a space... Then the competition kind of starts, and then everybody knows. But the great thing, it was no ego. So Jazzy knew about the record. I didn't know that he even took the record, you know, past me to get. I ain't find out till like later. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell? What is this Asian woman? Coming? <laughs> it's like this is crazy. Anyway, she was there, like, yo, we need this record, and it just kind of happened from from that point. And so that was my business with Def Jam, and it was more so with. Not with a company, but with L.A. Reid, you know, at the, at the end of the day, and which is how we even got to this point. Like, relationships with people direct is how you how you survive this crazy business. Well, wasn't that song supposed to go to Britney Spears? Supposed to go to Britney. Well, it wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. I literally wrote it from the... She had the incident with the umbrella thing, mm-hmm. you remember? Yep. I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is a good idea. To write a song. That's Umbrella, this is what she's going from. This wow. is what she's going through. She had shaved her head at that moment. Boom. Sent it over. A good friend of mine who's now I'm not gonna use her name. She said, uh, this doesn't sound like it's a hit. I'm saying, okay, cool. Wow. And there you go. Um, when is the first time you meet Rihanna? Oh man. 
when we're cutting it actually up here no we cut the record in la okay yeah we cut the record in la and um yeah it was the first time was we after we cut umbrella we cut um uh, we're gonna find a man tonight. We're gonna find a man. Uh, womp womp, what it do? <laughs> <laughs> By the clips. Breaking dishes. Yeah. You heard me get silent. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting on them to stop. Womp womp, what it do? What it do? No, breaking dishes. And so we cut both of those in the in the same night. And that's when we met each other. And she was like, this is my fucking record. <laughs> like, we know it. That's why we're here to cut this shit. And that whole time, <clears throat> the record was being argued between a couple of artists. And I was just like, it's like, nah, we need to go with Rihanna. Like, and I didn't know that much about her, you know, like, like that. Mm-hmm. I just sensed a certain vibe and a certain kill instinct. And it was new. And I was like, yep, yeah, this is it. But how much of a say did you have? As a lot. Just, I, I wrote every lyric. Hmm. Because like at that particular point in time, I had worked long enough in this business. This is 07 at that point. This is after I did a couple records. Or Me Against the Music with, with Madonna and, and um, Britney at that time. A um, couple records with Lil Jon. Um, and so for me, I was in a space where it was kind of bubbling but i had enough power to say well i wanted a record to go you know mm-hmm. or not and so i more so you know was just fighting that rihanna did it you know because the seasonal people around me was like of course they wanted a more established artist you know to do the record and i'm like <laughs> nah it's gonna sound so good on her and when did you find out that jay was going to jump on the the top of that record um Maybe like a month after, I believe, after Def Jam knew about the record, I, I knew that he wanted to get on the record. And had you met him at that time? No, I had not met him at that particular time. And there was a rap before the rap that's on there now, which is a different rap. And and I remember um, me meeting him in the studio for that record. That was the first time. I was like, yo, I'm putting a new rap on this, on this record. I was like, okay, well, the other one was kind of dope. Okay. <laughs> and he comes in, and he's like starting starting to rap or whatever. And we talk about it. And and at that particular time, I think he understood that I also understood hip-hop, though. Like, it wasn't about like, oh, cool, it's a guy write pop melodies <laughs> and shit. Like, who the fuck? He immediately was like, oh, okay, cool, this guy. And that's that was the beginning of our relationship. And we cut that, his rap, at rock the mic here. And so... I just want to jump forward a little bit. Um, when did you get your Rockefeller chain? And, oh, and how man. was it presented to you? It was a birthday gift from B&J in 2013 or 12. I can't so around the time of like Magna Carta? Before that. So that would be like 12. Yeah, yeah. it was 12 definitely yeah yeah whenever 1977 because in 1977 actually when i did a tour for 1977 there was a rockefeller chain i had on that i did when i did the the tour here yeah but it was jay's is his actual uh rockefeller pendant and um and everybody was like well why do you you know feel like you should have one anyway (laughs) like like, you're not really rockefeller and and at that time my impact in that and and what I, what's now become our family, you know, in that time, like it's like that's what I felt my impact was. Like, 
Okay. Got single ladies, Grammys, umbrella. Got Jay a Grammy from that. Like, it was a lot of work being done. I'm like, oh, I'm in the, I'm, yo, <laughs> blood in, baby. <laughs> like, what's good? So, so, what don't we know about Jay's sense of humor, by the way? Oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's not as funny as I am. <laughs> like, nobody really knows how great I am. Like, oh, man. Like, they wish. They well, what'd, wish. What'd, what'd you think when Jay roasted you on stage at the Grammys? I just thought it was an ample opportunity <laughs> for him to catch me off guard. Because I would do it to him, but it would be a little different. It would have been like, no, just can't do that to Jay. So, you know, like, that platform for him was so regular. <laughs> and it began to be regular for me because at the, that was the whole point. The point was... I had been up there a couple times before, and I was like, yo, this time y'all not cut, y'all not playing that fucking music <laughs> on me when I walk off and shit. So Frank was on the mic and shit, and I'm like, nah, Frank, <laughs> fucking you'll be here for a while. Like, let me go and get this shit out. I don't know what the fuck might happen tomorrow. I'm like, if we can get crazy, I'll do some drugs and fall out of the corner. So I was like, yo, let me get the mic. And so when he said, when he was like, yo, I just want to know where you got the, the hat from or whatever the swap beat <laughs> joke was. And so everybody's like, ah, oh, my God. And, of course, I thought it was, I was like, this is really good time. I said, like, it's real good. This is really good, really good joke. And so when I'm, when I'm out in the real world, though, everybody's like, damn, dog, why you letting do you like that, dog? And I'm like, no, it's my, it's my guy. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't, you don't even know Jay-Z. I'm like. Yeah, actually, I do. I fuck with him like that all the time. So, you know, like, there was literally a text that just went, um, that I just did with him because he just did this the tour with, with, with B. And just to give him insight on, like, how this shit gets triggered and you probably don't know. So my joke will be in the dark. It won't <laughs> be, like, out there in the light, but it'll be like, oh, okay, that shit was fucking funny. And so... When we was in Paris earlier this year working on the album between both of them and mm-hmm. we was working in the stadium and shit and I saw the wardrobe and the shit started coming and I was like, okay, that shit crazy. And I was like, yo, B, this shit would be dope to wear if you wear this shit, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, Jay, whatever, cool. And so Jay started putting the shit on. I was like, yo, all right. And I had been paying attention like, all right, let me see what the fuck he's going to wear <laughs> and shit. Like, all right, cool, that shit's dope. I seen the suit in the fucking film. They already had shot the film in Jamaica and did it. I was like, all right, that shit dope. Like, all right, cool. He's looking all right. All right, cool. I can't get him right now. You know what I'm saying? And so after the tour is about over and shit, and um, I said, congratulations on your tour and shit. And by the way, you know, your clothes and shit look great, you know, for this tour. And usually don't look that great. So I just just wanted to give you props. And he he just sit back, ha! But that's something nobody would ever know. Like, like what? So you you just roasted like, oh, all the time. Let's get it. Hey, guys, just want to take a second to interrupt this podcast to tell you some breaking news. Jeff, what's that? One of the notebooks Uh that was signed by us and Jadakiss and Styles and Chic Looch is not available anymore. We there's, burned it. There's only two left. Guys, now is the time to go to itstherealcom slash shop and get yourself a signed rhyme book. Our lined notebook that has lots of It's The Real original material in there from games to time wasters to playlists to quotes from the podcast to lots of space to write down your hopes and dreams and inscriptions from Holiday Styles, Chic Looch, the Silverback Gorilla, and Jada kiss you you bitch ass the guys and us the guys who actually wrote the book 
Yeah. You get that right now at itsthereal.com slash shop. There's only two left. One of them is no longer. You decide whether someone bought it or... We burned it. Or we burned it. Yeah. But the fact is, there's only two left. Go get them right now. Itsthereal.com slash shop. And now back to the dream. When you were first coming up... uh you would have like interviews with like Rolling Stone in places and and it would say that you're working with Jay and you're working with Rihanna but you were also working with Sting and Celine Dion mm-hmm. and they would say that you got like $100,000 for these uh you know for writing for them or whatever and I've never seen these songs but it, but it was said numerous times Which so ones? like ev- everybody was just running with these Celine things Dion, and Sting um song Skies of LA that's out okay I've never heard it. I don't know. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you have the a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> Great fucking interview. <laughs> Who Wait, did, what about, what about yeah. Sting, though? Sting record was a record called Powers Out, and it was done at that time with Nicole um, from Pussycat Dolls. Mm-hmm. At sure. The time. And, sure. Um, that's why yeah. I didn't finish yeah. it. Um, <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> Great fucking interview. Man. Get the fucking name right. <laughs> so... Uh, and it was a song that I don't know what it appeared in. Something happened with it, and it was a great record. Um, and it still is. And it's just some of these songs, sometimes they just don't, you know. And I write a lot of fucking songs. Like, so you would, I hadn't even thought to say Powers Out until right now. You remember Powers Out, Los? No, that was fucking Los remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Los is getting promotion. Yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> Loves no because he remembers checks, so he's like, "Yeah, I remember that shit. You want to pull it up, yeah. pull the shit back yeah. out, we can get some more money again on that shit." Like, yeah, you should do like the Bo Jackson shit and say "Low Snows." You know? right. Yeah, Low Snows. Yeah, I always um, look at him like, "So what's, what's, what's my best record?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Get old. Um, um, but wait, so you've been in so many like powerful rooms, amazing houses, all that stuff. I'm just wondering, what's one thing that you've seen in somebody else's house, whether it be like Puffy's you know silverware or like maybe somebody has a really nice couch what's somebody in somebody's house that you've been like man like i wish i had that mariah's closet like like the physical the everything in it everything the, in the it. walk-in <laughs> she probably has every louis vuitton trunk ever invented in life in sets of nine <laughs> like it's just like you know those eggs that you keep taking the top yeah, off yeah, of? Yeah. Chicken? Yeah. yeah, that's how her fucking trunks are. You're like, <laughs> you got the red set? I ain't never even... <laughs> shit, blue? <laughs> she got Crips and Bloods in there. <laughs> and she got the brown. She got everything. Like, you just walking in. This is my closet. I'm like... <laughs> how long did you, you spend in here? there? And that was here in New York in her apartment. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. How long? Yeah. Well, we were recording there, I think, that, that day. We were you were recording, recording at her spot? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, this is when we did uh, Low Snows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imperfect Angel. Mm. Yeah. Musically, who do you have the the best shorthand with? Is it is it Mariah? Is it Beyonce? Is it Jay? Is it Fab? Is it, like you guys can just like in a second know what each other is thinking. Like, is it Tip? Is wow. it Pusha? Wow. That's several people though. Um, definitely push you. Um, Jay Jay is super easy. Like I think we're always like um B's easy. Especially when she get no lets me know what she's trying to accomplish for that album. Like, yo, this is what I want the message to say. Like, oh, okay, cool, got it. Re easy. 
um, Kanye super easy when it comes to that. Like we're always on the same. Just speak wave. the same language. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and I think it's hard for me not to be on that wavelength because I think I appreciate more so becoming them. So before I get that, I already know what it like. We're going to be in that space. I got Solange on Friday, like on the day my shit drop. I've got to work on her shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like it's like literally like I'm already there. Even though we're sitting here doing the interview, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what we've done already this year in certain records that are already dope. And it's like, all right, cool. Friday, I got some lunch. And I'm going to walk in. I'm going to know exactly what, what it is. When you did the Watch the Throne sessions, did you go in there trying to get on every song? Oh, absolutely not. No, the, oh. watch, the, watch, the watch the Throne session started in Paris where I was actually in Paris goofing off. <laughs> and just actually living my life. <laughs> And I had no idea that the crew was there. Like <laughs> I really didn't. It was just oh, Paris is my place. Like everybody knows me. Like yo, it's it's, it's before Instagram was popping. So yeah, yes, yeah. it is <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. So nobody. Oh, I wish it would go back. <laughs> oh, I was son. So many people. <laughs> so so I'm just there. Like cool. I'm gonna go to Disney World, Paris and shit. Hear the mouse talking French. <laughs> <laughs> Not that he talks anyway. But y'all, <laughs> yeah. y'all get what I'm saying? So. Um, I get a phone call from my friend Shaka. She's like, "Yo, um, Shaka Pilgrim, yeah, yeah, Shaka yeah. Pilgrim." And she's like, "Yo, we all <laughs> had the, the hotel." And he goes, "Like, which hotel? We got yeah. kicked, kicked out <laughs> days later." <It's> like, <laughs> no, there. Listen to the, you know, to the rap album back. I'm like, "All right, cool." And I kind of, more so, for me, stayed back from not from the project on purpose, but that was, of course, being invited is one thing, of course, but. I didn't, I'm like, y'all don't need me to do this shit. Like, fucking gods. It's two gods. And like, <laughs> they're going to figure this shit out. And they'll get to a point they need me. They'll be like, yo, nigga, we need you to come do this shit. So I was just, like, waiting, like, not trying to press. And that's kind of the answer to your question. Um, and I went to listen to it. And at at the time, and it was it was really good at the time. I think they just had started working on No Niggas in Paris. I mean, um, Niggas in Paris. And... I was like, okay, this is really, really good. And I told everybody at that particular point, I was like, yeah, it's not like God, like, it's not God level shit. Like, it's not upper room, you know, it's not. That's what you where, told That's what you told them? Yeah, of course. And that's what's great about great artists, because you can say that shit, and they're like, cool, great. <laughs> like, keep it moving. Like, let's make the shit where it's undeniable. And, and especially in no disrespect, the whole point of having somebody like me in the room to listen to some shit is to say, yo, think it needs, a, you know, and I didn't say that it needed anything. I was just like, all right, cool. They got it from here. Everybody's in there bobbing their head and shit because it's Jay and fucking Young Kanye and shit. <laughs> ah, this shit crazy. I'm like, it's crazy, but I heard them do better. So I'm <laughs> waiting on this fucking dope ass shit that they going to do. And so I left. I left Paris, went back to Newport where I've been playing golf every day, <laughs> fucking working on 1977. I was doing my shit like, yes. You're it's- like, Def Jam's definitely going to put this album out. <laughs> <laughs> Def Jam definitely going to put this album out. Womp, womp. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I told Jay um, after I got back, after I heard she was like, I'm in the mood of like, like cool. I'm going to start now the idea of dream doing hip-hop and rap shit and being embedded in that side of the culture as well versus like oh cool this nigga do r&b records it's cool whatever i was like i won't do this shit because innately i'm from the 90s that's that shit's in me so yeah i wrote holy grail it's the first thing i wrote holy grail did the track put the hook on it and then sent the shit to tata 
and Tata had and him and Jay was I think eating at the time and then I just got a text back <laughs> like the fuck <laughs> <laughs> this fucking shit is crazy <laughs> this is gonna be the name of my album I was like oh okay cool <laughs> oh shit yeah it is gonna be the name of your album yeah shit alright cool this is up so I started working on Jay shit and and so the album was wrapping up Watch the Throne here in New York I had no idea it was at the Mercer Hotel and sounds like you have no idea when they ever record. You're just like yeah. <laughs> in the hey, same man, city, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gotta got run in, you know, <laughs> fools rushing. You know what I'm saying? So they're cutting the shit, they're finishing it up, they're chopping it up. And Jay asks, you know, Kanye, this is now widely known, which I couldn't tell the story at first. Like it was like, oh, nobody knows the story, but now niggas know the story. And so it was like, yo, I'm finished with that. He's like, Jay's like, you finished with that? I was like, yeah, because I want to play you some of my shit. We finished with that. I was like, yeah, we finished with that. I was like, ah, right, yeah, we finished with that. We finished with that. It's cool. <laughs> so he plays Holy Grail. Yeah, he's like, oh no, nah, this going on the album. Like, he's like, what you just said? We finished. Like, no, nah, we gotta put this on the album. So Jay's like, if you know Jay, like, nah, we, we could do another one, but we can't put this one on the album. This kind of my whole shit, you know. Like, I set my whole shit up to this. this is how this is the name of my shit, you know. And it starts a whole other thing, which I won't say. So I got a phone call. I'm in fucking Newport golfing and shit, <laughs> feeling great. JR is like, yeah, nigga, this shit's crazy. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm fucking on fire still. Put this 1977 out. Get a phone call from Shaka Pilgrim again. Uh, um, could you come to New York right now? It's like, no. <laughs> I'm in Newport. Feels fucking great. Cold in New York, probably. Yeah. Even I got if my it's summertime. On. Yeah. I'm a fucking Tiger Woods golf cleats on. I'm golfing at 6 a.m. every morning. I'm six I just over. Bought, yeah. Six over. I just bought a fucking boat. I'm having a good time. My Turbo S is going up and down the PCH. I'm feeling good right now. No, I cannot come. What the fuck is wrong? It's like, oh, man. I need you to come here and do another Holy Grail. And I can hear Jay in the background like, yeah, he's going to go out to the trunk and get one out and then bring the shit over here to fucking New York. And I was like, yeah, what he said. He's like, this is not happening. It's like, it's like, they don't need me like to do it. Like, whatever. He's like, you come right now. Like, Fuck. All right. I get here, land and shit, get into the studio. And that day I walked in, um... Uh, Frank was sitting there and I think he was getting ready to record. I don't know exactly what he was recording at that particular time. And I think it was the, um, the Martin Luther King record or mm -hmm. I can't think of the name of it, but, um, he was recording that record and I was like, yo, what y'all, you know, what y'all need me to do? Like, or just play me some shit or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And, um, and then he gave me the no church, um, in the wild. track. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to the other room, put some shit on it, scattered on it, did my shit. And I was like, all right, cool. I left it alone because I'm like, <laughs> When you give me some shit that I need in order to, that y'all need it, like, then cool, I'll do it. But I wasn't trying to break my neck to, like, I was like, this is not, you can't just make another Holy Grail. Like, <laughs> doesn't even work like that for me. Like, it's a feeling that goes into it and the idea. And so that night, we left the studio, left. I forgot I even did another one of those moments. I forgot I even did fucking no church. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna get to that point. <laughs> so I left me and Jay, and of course, one of the wildest shits. This is like one of those like I'm not wild by some shit, and it wasn't like a wild. Oh, this shit's crazy. It was just kind of like, oh okay, <laughs> this was up. So Leonardo DiCaprio joins us and shit, and I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hmm, all right, cool. Go have something to eat. Do our shit. 
I go back to the hotel, wake up the next morning, come in. I was like, all right, cool, do a hologram. At the time, Ye is working. He's just starting to chop up Otis. So I was like, I was like, that shit's hot. <clears throat> Boom, Otis done. Then some other shit came in and shit just started. Boom, you know, and I'm not realizing that Holy Grail helped inspire the second, you know, part of like, oh, cool. That's the shit we needed to hear, like, to get us, you know, in, in that space. And um, Or... Did Leonardo DiCaprio inspire, inspire the, second. the second half? He never made it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Uncredited. Yeah. Un- uncredited. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't find out no church was on the shit until they did a listening in New York. You're kidding. With my vocal on it. And it wasn't listed. That was on the thing. And Jay leans in the Shaka Pilgrim, leans in the Shaka and says, that boy's crazy, man. You hear what the fuck he just said? And she's like, who? She's like, he's like, dream. He's like, like that's dream he's like yeah it's like he don't know that <laughs> i'm like i didn't know that like what the fuck like so yeah we kept you the listening at the at the hayden planetarium right, right. yeah 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 yeah. and so i had no idea this was going <laughs> on and he was just calling me like yo we need your credits right now i'm like well, hell, what <laughs> what's going on what and i'm like how did it go again <laughs> and then Play for it. the for the next six or seven years it's in every single movie trailer <laughs> bingo yeah and leonardo so, dicaprio yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> especially leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> including which one womp womp what it do? <laughs> oh it. which which trailer he did um, uh movie uh it wasn't the departed <laughs> anybody <laughs> Oh, Titanic with Celine no, Dion. Yeah, no. <laughs> Los, if there's anybody in here who we gotta know, it's gotta be Fuck you. God. Yeah, <laughs> this is my territory. Yeah, so don't worry yeah. about it. Please, Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. Oh, that is true. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What is your favorite project that you put out while at Def Jam, besides 1977? Oh, no, no, but for real. That that would have been for real. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 1977, of course. It's a great project. What yeah. what? were you personally going through at that time? Everybody keeps saying that. Everybody doesn't think I'm a really great storyteller for some reason. So I just <laughs> let them ride with whatever they think. It's like, oh man, she just broke up with Christina, so I know he feels bad. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Because I can't write that good, and I need it. Right. <laughs> but so no, it I wasn't could... really going through it. I was having fun. I was actually like, I was feeling really good. Like, and I did that in like almost isolation. You know, in a certain certain space. I don't know if you can call fucking where I was in Newport Coast and the beach isolation. But well, that that project also is it is this right? This was the first one in a while that you had done without Tricky Stewart. Uh, yeah, I didn't do it with anybody though. Like mm-hmm. it was literally isolation. And that's what I kind of mean by the isolation part. Yeah. Like it was like, all right, cool, do do the tracks, let's do the shit. You know, like. Let's just write and see what the fuck happens, mm. you know. And that's kind of like what happened on that on that whole thing. Mm. And so I definitely discovered, um, not discovered, but I have, of course, different templates of moods. That's one that's really easy to get to. Mm. And that was probably more of my mom than it was about a breakup. Like the feeling mm. of that, like hmm. the 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 departure feeling of like, yo, where did that shiny guy go? It's like, oh, okay, cool. This is where he could be, like, most of the time. What's the most ratchet shit you've written? Oh, well, shit. like a line or Yeah, a what's song? the most disrespectful line you've written? Oh, man. I was like... <laughs> yeah. 
What's oh. one that comes to mind? The most disrespectful song is probably Form of Flattery mm. from 1977. Mm-hmm. One of the most disrespectful lines, period, though. And it's not like it disrespect, like disrespects a person. Yeah. But all bitches out the pool, I need to park the boat. <laughs> <laughs> from Money Dance. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Nobody like understand. I'm like, did y'all listen to my verse on this shit? Then Ross hit me back. He's like, this the best rap, rap, um, <laughs> this the best rap verse of this year. Yeah. Period. He's like, nobody's probably gonna know it. This is the best rap verse. Yo, does Ross hit you back like immediately? Is he is he a good texter? Is he a good like? I guess it just depends on what he's doing and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because I'm like, I can be bad and good. Or I guess. Oh, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> well who's somebody you do have a good texting relationship with um everybody like i think it's just an understanding like i i can hit jay and jay will hit me back mm-hmm. unless he's doing something like it's like and i would know right like, okay cool if you're in on africa some, but just on like, some regular shit too just like oh, oh shit you see the falcons yeah. game like whatever oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah. are you def- watching bad girls club it was definitely, club yeah. it was definitely a hey uh jay you want to come down to watch the the dallas game and he's like i'm not fucking with dallas right now <laughs> Like, oh, okay. Even though I know it's his favorite team, he's like, no, I'm never really fucking with the flag shit right now. I'm like, I'm not fucking with NFL right now. Yeah. I'm not fucking with it. Do you hit him back like LOL? Yeah. LOL, ha. Whatever the normal shit we do yeah, is yeah. like texters. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's just a regular fucking like silly ass text. We have silly ass texts that ain't got shit to do with shit. Yeah. Uh, we have political conversations like this is a whole bunch of we we things. know we know he he's so he's he watches he knows everything that goes on on online does he send you memes i don't think i ever got a we've never sent each other memes okay. and i'm not a meme person either just in general yeah in general right, yeah, yeah i'm not like yeah every now and then somebody send me one i'm like oh that's fucking funny but I don't have a meme relationship Do they send you ones of really. you? Can, can you send one? Can we get you to send one to just somebody right now? Like a Swiss Beats or just somebody like out of the blue? It depends on who, <laughs> what it is. What the meme is. Oh, it would just be a keyboard cat. <laughs> <laughs> Swiss is going to say, what the yeah. fuck is yeah. this shit? <laughs> just say, yo, I'm with It's The Real. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> Like it's the real you. Now you fucking with my brain. Like now we go not be serious when it's time to pay this nigga his money. He will send me back some fucking cats and shit playing the keyboard. Like you wasn't even here. It was the cats, nigga. Why did you decide not to do any features for this album? It wasn't. Um, I think the first record on the album is called No Rappers Allowed. Number one. Mm-hmm. Kind of boxed myself in. Yeah, you could have put that last. I could have. Do you do any rapping on here? Yeah. Okay. Course. All right. Yeah. yeah. Started love hate with rap with a little rap. Yeah. Like, which yeah. is funny because nobody really. I'm like, really, guys. Like, <laughs> you know, I did that first. So, <laughs> don't worry about it. Um. But yeah, it's it's no features on. I didn't really decide hard about it. Like it was just one of those things. I did reach out to Chris and Trey for a remix on one of the records called Bedroom. Um. But that was the only like initiative that I've kind of taken to do anything. Like that involved anybody else, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've asked me, "Yo, we want Migos on this." Like, no. <laughs> Yo, we want to do this. Like, no, not this. This isn't the. This part of it, this sex tape shit, isn't that. This ain't the time for that. Right has now. has any artist asked you to do a full project with them? Um, uh, me and Pusha basically have a whole full project. 
I think it was like both of us actually not really me asking him or him asking me. It was just like, yo, we got all these fucking records, man. Like, let's put this shit out. And then every time we get ready to put some shit out, then we'll do some other shit. <laughs> so, yeah, which is like now. It's like, yeah, let's put the shit out. Oh, you got three albums coming out. Okay, great. Fuck <laughs> it. Um, what, what went into making Exodus? Um, as far as just how did the idea come mood? about? Yeah, and the mood and all that. I think the mood was always. I think that's the great thing about hip hop, right? It's like when you say very general things, almost when stories between individuals apply, you don't even know until like something happens after. You're like, oh shit, <laughs> like right. that's a thing. <laughs> like it's like you must have been talking to me. It's like <laughs> not really, but now we do know. You know, sure. Um, the energy of Exodus though, like is. It's all like that '90s, like Pac and Biggie, like that that space. Um, without anybody getting hurt, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's in that mood where I can be like forever. I can live in that mood forever, and everybody that knows me like when there's like that type of shit going on, or me going back and forth with niggas who rap for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Know that about me. Other than the R and B, like oh cool, make me a pop record for B. Like I enjoy that part. Like it's like it's a thing. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I know you guys at home can't see my face right now, but it's like a Sith Lord right now. <laughs> Just please. Yeah. Um, do you? And this, I was gonna ask this before, but I guess now it's like a more appropriate time to, even though it's not directly about that. But do you have any subs on records that you don't think have been caught? What you mean? Like any subliminal messages, like going at people that you don't think maybe like artists have heard it or like. Um, I don't really do subliminals. I I talk exactly to the person, but I think, I think, I'm trying to be witty about whatever it is. So it's it's not subliminals are like almost like I'm scared to say something. Like no, mine isn't about being scared. Mine is I'm so good at writing. That I'm gonna, you're gonna know that I'm talking to you, <laughs> and if you want to admit it, then cool. Because it would never be a disc going back and forth where it would just be me straight on talking about. No, it's gonna be a song, and it's gonna be perfectly timed and uh, in a way about where it's like, what is he talking about? And it's like, man, he talking about that time when I was down. It's gonna make you have to explain. Like, I need you to explain yourself. What, what is Dream talking about? <laughs> so, do you put like specific things like so that person knows? Oh, definitely. There's been times I've put stuff in records where I'm like, yeah, I know you know that. I know yeah. that you know. And even when it becomes relationships, it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. You know the thing you did. Would you say you you're did. the pettiest R&B singer, songwriter? Absolutely all that. not. <laughs> no? Who no. is? I have no idea, mm. but I'm definitely not the pettiest. <laughs> I'm too awesome to be petty. <laughs> do, you, do you have to be in the studio with someone to make a song? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't need Do you it. prefer to? I prefer to be in, um, prefer it the same as, well, you know what? I prefer more so to be in with the big guys. So when, when Jay and Beyonce are in the, the stadium yeah. in. Yeah, because I know it's for a specific reason and what they want. And it's, you just, you can't text that or you can't tell somebody, you know, whatever it is. Like you have to say, yo, this is what we're trying to do. Like we're going on tour and this is the thing. This is the theme of it. And I need to hear that from you and be there. So, yo, listen to this. Like, I don't want to change the B section. Okay, cool. Here you go. Did you do any writing with um, with Cool and Dre out there? Like, did you guys collaborate did we at do all? Anything? Uh, I think we did. What was that? 
it was something I wrote for them. Los knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think it made the album though, but yeah, it was something really dope. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one. I can't think of the name of it. There was one. Yeah, I was in the room. Uh, we was all in the room together, and it was it was a couple tracks that went on and off that I was like, and that's what I do. I grab a phone, and once I put it in, like, okay, cool, got it. And yeah, no, definitely. Have you woken up from a dream and had something in your head? And yes. What has that become? Um, one record was from Love King. Um, not turn. What's the other record you did, Los, on Love King? Love, Love King. King. Other than Love King itself. Yeah, yeah. One more. Whichever the last one you getting ready to say, that's the one I did. Self-conscious. Self-conscious was one I woke up like. You don't have to be self-conscious. Yeah. Is there anything where you wake up, you record something into your into your voice notes, and you're just like, uh, what was that? No. 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 Shit's dope. As soon as it hits the airways, yo. Mm. Yeah. It's just dope. This phone right here, I could sell all my like, just literally <laughs> sell all the the memos. So I seen him. That, we start we start records like that. I just send him a memo. Wait, so if Ryan Leslie's like computer was worth whatever it was worth, yours is your your phone is worth uh, whatever it's worth. Yeah, a million dollars <laughs> plus one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the amount. Like, only my guess my kids know. He's like, he dead. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> Let's get him. Um, are there any songs that you ride around to that are like earlier versions than the ones that came out that you think are better? Mm. All of them. <laughs> Every version that we do first is like, uh-huh, uh, 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 that's the best shit ever. And it's like, ah, oh, fuck. I, don't, I hope it makes it past the mix. And you're like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Well, what made you go back and do bad All that demolitis. Well, what made you do oh, bed yeah. during the uh, during like fashion week? Like, cause Jay needed it for the fashion show shit, and so I had to. We didn't even know where the shit was. <laughs> Los didn't know where it was, and I didn't know where it was. I was like, and he and I and I to, and I told him I was like, yeah, just use the you know use the version. And so I was like, no, I want I want you. I need your vocals. And then I was like, fuck. And then, so I had to sing the vocals over again and send it to him. Like it was like literally oh, in, two nights before. In like now. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah, real time. Like, whenever that show was, two days before that is when I sung it. Damn. Yeah. Um, You've been working with uh, a lot of art- artists lately. Mm-hmm. That includes Rihanna? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's my sister. <laughs> well, just going to let that hang in the air? Yeah. Do you, yeah. Re- do, you re- do you record regularly with her? I would like think knowing it's that regular there's... when she's recording, then I'm pretty much... I know when she's recording, and I know when she needs me, too, though. So it's back to the same thing we, we were just saying about the the um, Watch the Throne thing. It's like, I'm not, like, the pesty, like, hey, man, right. let me in. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's not me. My point is to, when people say go, I'm ready to go. Like, versus yeah, being the hang-around guy that's like... So you got something for me to do? Like <laughs> texting everybody. Where's everybody hanging out at? Right. Yeah. So what y'all what y'all doing this time? 
<laughs> okay, cool. And that's why you'll see one album, I'll be on several records, and then I'll be on one. Like, they probably didn't need me for but that one thing. And I don't feel no type of way about it. It's like, okay, cool, great. Like, Do you think it's important as an artist to go through quiet periods and then come back? Or do you think it's, like, how how do you like to structure your... Um, your years I don't believe in quiet periods that sounds crazy to me like and probably because I'm not an artist really like that in in, in regard like to a sound or like oh yeah you did this thing and because I mean you go from shawty to 10 to I love your girl these records that were you know um, filthy great in in that part of in the turns that I made were for self-preservation. Like, they didn't have nothing to do with it. Well, I wasn't hey. even speaking, speaking uh, specifically about you. I was talking, like, you know, Rihanna will go away for however long. Or, like... Yep. Um, well, I, I, I would agree, actually, in the idea that, like, you do have periods where it's just, like, there's no dream. And then all of a sudden, like, Black Magic shows up on the internet. And people right. are like, holy shit. And it's yep. a great song, but it wasn't necessarily attached to anything. Right. And people go crazy. Are you aware that people go crazy over it? Mm-mm. Are you online? Mm-hmm. <laughs> not as much as my counterparts, but I mean, I'm there. I'm just not the. Yeah, I still got a lot of that old school shit past. You know, it's understandably so that I was broke. One of the last artists broken without the internet, really. It was like through radio. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. He went to the radio with Charlie's attention. Like, that's how I came out. It wasn't like, I set up a SoundCloud. Right. And then I'm a SoundCloud well, you artist. Do have I'm face on fire. Tattoos, so you could <laughs> yeah. be a SoundCloud artist. That's true because you can only be a SoundCloud artist with face tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the only way to ride. So this is a part of me like trying to get on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, are there what? any are there any terms that the kids use that you just can't stand and you would never put into your vernacular? <laughs> <laughs> we will never find you using lit or drip. I'm gonna use lit and drip. <laughs> yeah. Those aren't the ones. Those those are dope. No, it's some that are just. I don't like the in between whack words. I like it either to be real ratchet or luxurious. <laughs> I don't want nothing in between. It's like I kind of trying to be cool, but I'm thinking about it. Like no, bitch, no. <laughs> I want it to be ratchet or ultra luxury. Like that's it. We want to we want to use fancy as an example. Like oh, it's a whole bunch of fancy shit, and then the certain shit I say in there was just like, okay, this is just some old ratchet ass shit he said. Like why did he say that? Yo, I'm gonna be very honest here. Fancy might be the best song in your whole catalog. Yeah. What like did and we'll go back to the very beginning? Did anybody tell you no? You can't put out what is it a, a seven minute song or something like that? Yeah. And then you included it. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, they can't tell me no. <laughs> no, seriously, the vibe was the vibe. I was like, I can't stop this. Like, I didn't, I wasn't looking at the time. You know, I was like, I don't give a fuck. This shit sounds great. How I many minutes we we had seven oh eight? Yeah, it did get trimmed down. Actually, I think it's like six forty six now. Were people like, yo, you need to put drums throughout, and you need to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did that shit on purpose. <laughs> I was like, nope, I want that shit for four and a half bars. And you talked about like with this with this new project or with all three of the new projects you said that like when you say projects oh uh, uh, uh ga- exhibits yeah okay yeah. sorry sorry it's, it's just one, it's one, one exhibit, exhibit. One it's exhibit. just three rooms <laughs> in yeah. the exhibit right yeah yes yeah, they three have parts. persons in yes. every room yeah correct yeah, yeah. exhibit a in, in all of those uh things mm-hmm. you said there are some songs in there where there's three parts to them mm-hmm. you've done that before mm-hmm. you know fancy has uh different acts mm-hmm. you know um the uh 
there's a there's a song off of um uh, what was the what was the EP you did with with um with Capital uh, uh, Crown was it oh yeah, yeah yeah mm-hmm. um there's a song on there that has like three parts yeah Mercedes Benz Mercedes Benz yeah Mercedes Benz yeah um you've done that before so it's mm-hmm. not going to be such a shock but it is sort of in vogue now when you listen to the Travis album right mm-hmm. and and Sickle Mode is three yeah <laughs> is, is three different different parts yeah. <laughs> it's a sweet it is a sweet yeah exactly mm-hmm. right yeah. yeah so so with this new project are you trying to sorry with this new exhibit yeah. are you trying to prove anything are you just like putting it out because the time is I right i just realized i have nothing left to prove i just realized that i think when I you th- showed up here and spoke it into existence because i'm here yeah <laughs> so, so i made it <laughs> womp womp. yeah uh, um but no i don't have like people get caught in that thing and what they do is you start trying to say okay cool i'm gonna make something better than love hate like you can't make the time better than love hate though you can't make what the energy around it better than love hate you can't make i can't make love versus money better than love versus money i can't make 1977 better than that foreplay whether you missed it or not isn't my fault like i can't make that better than what foreplay is that whole you feel like people missed it of course that whole record is a fucking problem yeah it's a great record and still I'm saying. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at these things, it's like I can't compete with how you're feeling at the moment. Certain people just feel a certain type of way. You remember it's that time where people just wasn't fucking with Jordans. It's like, and then it was like, bam. Well, isn't it dope Jordans. though that, that streaming is around and those projects stay forever? Of course, and that's what, and that's, that's, congratulations. Now all I got to do is pay me a little bit more money. So <laughs> the streaming shit, of course, helped because now kids don't have to get programmed. So my shit was just about, Everything that comes out is about programming you to hear some new shit, right? And so as unfortunately, and you know I love you radio guys, I, mean, I named my company after you guys. So like, well, to I didn't be really fair, try to kill that, you, yeah, but yeah. I kind of did. So <laughs> the point was, when new shit come out, it's easy to program new artists and new things, you know, whatever, because I get to make you do what I want you to do. You get to come here. Jay says this in a rap where it's a, it's a lyric where he's like, you know, you play my hits. I don't give a shit. So like, it, and that's kind of like the idea of you can't com- compete with something new when there's a whole monster machine behind what the shit is. Like, it's like where if everything's programmed, it's programmed, but streaming Based on checks that come in, you know exactly what the fuck somebody's <laughs> going back to look for. They're like, oh, no, we know exactly who you are. Like, even when I get my personal streaming Spotify shit back, that has nothing to do with all of the shit I've written. Where it's like, oh, shit, you put all my shit together. I'm like fucking Elvis in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking crazy. Yeah. And I think Rihanna sent me the other day. Um, she DM'd me this thing. And for that week. Um, Rihanna, like her top 10 songs or whatever, it was like recently. And Umbrella was number one. She was like, man. Yeah, it got like 2.3 million in like a day or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm like, shit counts now versus <laughs> when the radio told you what was going on, what was good and what, and you know, and it was, it was, uh, it was just a time period coming out of the old, you know, part of the business into the new part of the business where now streaming puts 20 year olds at my concert that are like, we know every fucking word. We know exactly what you did. We know when you did it. Versus for a second there, all the fucking dummies and shit that was sitting in the middle were like, it ain't new. I ain't listening to it. I don't know what you did. I don't check credit. Fuck it. Yeah, shout out to all my day one fans. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Shout out to all my day ones. This Been one's down. for you, yeah. This one's for you. 
But now they're going back discovering shit. And I like, and so I was just disappointed in, in the lazy base of it. Whereas like music to me was what I grew up was about finding out who did what and how they did it and having an appreciation, not only for the artist, but who put the shit together. So yeah, if it's going fucking, deep. T- but it's then, fucking Teddy Riley, it's fucking Teddy Riley. But then, who did it spawn for real fucking Timberland? Like you really going through your head like, yo, and who did they spawn the artists that they touch? And it's like a web of, of this thing versus now where I'm like, I wish I was in the fucking 90s. That would be fucking God. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, that's Dream. <laughs> that's Dream. Yeah. Fuck the king shit. Just elevate him to heaven. Mm. But don't you feel like now, like, there is, uh, like, I, I saw your numbers. They went, like, 36%, 36% up. 36% yeah. yes. Which is, like, amazing. And not putting out shit, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And so, like... Do you feel like people are forging a deeper connection with you or like do you think that it's still like playlisting and like I think that because of how R&B was changed at that particular point in time it's kind of hard to decipher back again to what's new. So if a S class comes out and it's brand new, it's brand new. You start saying, "Oh, cool, the screens go across in the dashboard. Shit is crazy, whatever. Like it's fucking S five fifty, and it's a fucking two door coupe, and this shit is fucking amazing." If you put that beside the nineteen ninety five S S L, same same car, the person that's walking up is gonna pick the new car, period, until they're in it long enough to start to understand what the difference is and actually what they like and liking shit themselves, like. Because new shit is just what you want at first until you figure out or probably just say like, yeah, you made this new, but the actual best truck on the market, we was just talking about this G-Wagons and shit. I know y'all thinking like, what the fuck this has to do with anything? Just the no, point, no, we're point on the level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We drive many G-Wagons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the nostalgia, right, yeah. the nostalgia of the G-Wagon <laughs> was a thing. It's like this box is luxury, but not really. Rides hard, the fuck. But we still wanted to get in one. It's like, all right, cool. I got to drive it. And now they rounding the shit off. And I'm like, yo, man, y'all turn this shit into a family car and shit. That's not the reason why we wanted the G-Wagon. Like, that's not a part of why we like it. And so now so I'm you like, weren't looking for a Jeep Liberty? <laughs> not at first. But now, now I am. Yeah. No, but so now I'm like, I'm trying to build a fucking, um, the Land Rover, the, um, not Discovery. What's, what's the one? What's Los? Los? Los knows. He don't know. He don't know shit, he don't know shit about no cars. Um, the, the, um, damn. They, they have this thing. It's, it's in London. Like, you can pay, you can get a new one in London. I can't think of the name of it right now, but... It's the old school one from back, like, 91, 92. Has the fucking bench seats in the back that comes down. And I'm like, yo, this is the truck. Like, this is the one. And it doesn't have anything about whether it's new or not. It's like, yo, I want a 1992 model of this shit because it's the shit. And it gives me that same shit that I got from the G-Wagon, which they're now trading to something new. Yeah. Which the new kids are going to get the new one and be like, oh, this is the shit. <laughs> so... I think we both agree that Jacquees is the king of R&B. <laughs> <laughs> they have to, you know, yeah. Like, do you want something to happen to you? No. <laughs> I, we, I welcome our new alien overlord with open arms. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming up here. Congratulations on everything. Really making it from, from checkers all the way till now, you know? Checkers! Yeah. Checkers! Now it's, now it's checkmate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, really, congratulations on the on everything you're the putting voyage. out right now. Yeah. Your new stuff, we're really excited for it. And um, we'll hope you come back and share some more shit. 
Listen, the radio killer, the serial killer, yeah, and, and uh, the mic killer. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my keto diet. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste Time with It's The Real Jeff. People want to find out more about us. I'm Eric. You're Jeff. I have curly hair. You have glasses. I'm wearing a hoodie. You're wearing a hoodie. But together, we're It's The Real. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called The Waste of Time with It's The Real. We also have two Jews and two black dudes review the movies. We did review Airplane, and we do have another one coming up. Should we tell them what it is? No. Okay. Tune in for another podcast on another day, but that's called Two Jews and Two Black Dudes Review the Movies. Make sure to check that out online. Jeff, if people want to find out more about what we do, It's The Real, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, and specifically, you can go to itsthereal.com slash shop. Go get those three line notebooks. I'm sorry, two, because I forgot that we burned one. Jeff, there's only two left. Whatever, you know. People people will buy things if you put them up for sale. So, go to itsthereal.com slash shop. Go get our wares today. Also, if you're looking for our podcast, you can find all old episodes and new ones if you just search for It's The Real on the podcast service, including iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, any service. Who knew? That's how you do it. I knew. All right. Well, you didn't I'm seem just, like you I'm were just being honest. People. I'm right. just being honest. I knew. All right. Well, yeah. you know, I guess there goes my bit. All right. <laughs> so, no, go on iTunes, search for It's The Real, and uh, and our podcast should come up. Also, we are on SoundCloud.com slash Waste Time. We are also on SoundCloud.com slash Two Jews, Two Black Dudes. You can also find us on Spotify. All of our music is there. Search for Teddy Bear Fresh. And if you're looking for us on the internet, as in social media, as in Twitter, it's at It's The Real. Instagram, at It's The Real. Facebook, at It's The Real. Anywhere you want us, we are there, at It's The Real. Jeff, I'm very excited about this portion of the podcast. I was excited about the whole podcast, to be very honest. But this year is our favorite part, which is when you guys hit us up and say, hey... I want to be shouted out at the end of the podcast. They don't say it that nice. They say, shout me out. Shout me the fuck out. Shout me out now. Yeah. And we say, okay, we're sorry. And sorry, sir. And here you go. Jeff, it's on you. All right. I think I'm John B, as in Bruce Daddy on Twitter. Shouts to you. Shouts to Rona Luna's and the Lounge Hour. Shout out to Twitter Sucks, who is... This is second time... That is the second show. Second time getting shouted out. My mic's on fire. Not for real, for real. Shout out to you. MIB Jade, Chefing Wild Black. I want to shout out a tea thing. Tease for the Culture by Christina Truong and who is Miguel. I also want to shout out Remo Williams, Minneapolis in the Hizze, is what he says. Uh, well, at least he said it, not you. And most importantly... I want to shout out Mommy Lee. That's a big shout. Mommy Lee, who guessed that Kaz was going to be on the podcast, all that there was was just K and F, and she guessed she did. all the other letters. She got it right. Azim Amuide. And we forgot to shout her out, so we made up for it today. Yes. On a podcast she did not guess. No, but it counts. It counts. Shout out to Mommy Lee, a great and loyal listener. Shout out to all you guys who've been on the check-in. Shout out to everyone who's been spreading the word. And shout out to all you who are looking forward to tomorrow's episode on the podcast. And shout out to Matt Miggs. Shout out to Matt Miggs. Not for real, for real. Kith, kith. We'll see you tomorrow. Brrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr